previously known as Doing It For The Dharma, I lovingly welcome you to Earth Mama Wisdom. Calling upon the wild souls of Mother Earth, this podcast offers you raw, real, and authentic conversations containing juicy, rich seeds of nourishing life wisdom. Hosted by Maria Mor, psychologist, yogi, Reiki master, mama, and women's mentor. Welcome, welcome to Earth Mama Wisdom. I am so excited to bring you this new episode back from my radical rebirth of really birthing myself into this brand new woman, which I talk a little bit about in this episode. So when I recorded this episode, I shared a little how I felt like doing it for the Dharma was shifting and changing and morphing to really symbolize this alchemical process that I really feel I've been through. So I begin the episode with welcome to doing it for the Dharma, because at the time, um, this was yesterday, I'm recording this now, the next day, I wasn't sure what the new name was, and it really, I allowed it to come to me, and Earth Mama Wisdom just feels so good, it really sinks in deep to the roots, I feel it in my core, now being a mama, now, you know, really acknowledging my own mother, and acknowledging great Mother Earth, and all of the wisdom that we receive on this beautiful planet so just to clarify this podcast will not only be for just mothers um, but there will be more mama wisdom from mothers in these bodies included on the podcast now I'm feeling that's very relevant in my life but of course my usual and expansive guest range also so in this podcast I get real vulnerable and raw about my experiences of overcoming my postpartum depression through microdosing mushrooms. I dive into sacred rage, the shadow self, navigating motherhood as a multi-passionate woman. I share about the biggest challenges of motherhood, the biggest challenges in my relationship and the struggles of a twin flame relationship. I dive into many other areas, including ending this episode with a poem channeled from my ayahuasca experience where this sacred rage from the wild feminine emerged. So make sure you stick around to listen to that at the end. I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back, and I welcome myself back as a brand new woman reborn into life, rebirthed from her own creative waters within her own birthing process. I am back, a brand new woman, and fully ready and reclaim that deep power from within that I didn't even know existed inside of me, the the strength and, and depth of that power I had no idea existed inside of me that was revealed in this beautiful birthing process and, and here I am eight months later <laughs> from the birth of my beautiful baby boy and finally I feel ready to come back come back to my other baby my podcast our podcast and I really feel that 
in returning this brand new woman with a brand new life and brand new experiences I'm really feeling that there's there's a shift coming uh, with this podcast I feel like the name of the podcast doing it for the Dharma I'm feeling there's going to be a change a shift I'm not sure quite what that is yet but I'm ready and waiting for spirit to guide me I'm not trying to force that process I'm just going to um, allow the unfolding as it may and yeah I really wanted to use this episode as um as a way to talk about my experiences in becoming a mother and and in that healing process because I feel like there is so much emphasis on the build-up to the birth because I, I guess that's the most important thing at the time right you're pregnant and then you're like okay let's get the birth over and done with and have the birth plan and everything that I wish to call in but there's not really any focus on the postpartum which really is like the fourth trimester and for me um, my postpartum experience was the most difficult challenging experience of my life so far um I definitely dove deep into postpartum depression, um, which I think on my last episode I channeled into a poem, The Unspoken Words of New Motherhood. And yeah, wow, it was a really, really challenging, dark and difficult time. My beautiful partner's mother passed away um, before our son was born about six weeks unexpectedly before he was born so my partner Alex had to leave back to the states when I was you know close to eight months pregnant so you know it was a very difficult time and his mom was supposed to come out here and she had her bags packed and we had the Airbnb booked next door to where we were living where she was going to come and and we were going to meet we hadn't met yet and she would meet her new grandchild and she was going to help support us and for a few weeks cooking nourishing meals and and just bathing in that you know being that really support system of the afterbirth process and and all of a sudden you know she she left her body and it was a really difficult time and my partner handled it so beautifully in his teachings that he embodies um one of his his gurus ramdas there's a lot of focus on on death and um i'm really really inspired and admire my partner so much and how beautifully he was able to um cope with that process of losing a mother so that was definitely a huge life event to experience and then the beautiful powerful birth of our amazing baby boy and then it was another life event is straight after he was born we had to move out of our home our beloved nest um a week after birth like super sudden super unexpected because we lived in a little wooden shack like a tree house and it got so hot in there that little solar our son was just burning up and heating up so we just had to go from one day to the next and you know 
birthing especially birthing at home is such a sacred process and I feel like such a powerful portal was opened up in that space and then you spent all this many months nesting and making it ready for baby to arrive and then baby arrives and it's too hot and it was too hot to be inside and I literally we camped out in a tent on our front porch which was like a balcony (laughs) with a newborn baby it was just such a wild time and then we had to move a week later which was it was really stressful and when we moved it was really far away from everything so now I was a brand new mother with she didn't have her nest around her it was this new environment that was noisy and loud and dogs barking all night my nervous system was just like extremely stressed no support system close in close proximity my community lived quite further out and Alex went back to work a couple weeks after birth so I'm just home alone Um, with our beautiful baby boy who was experiencing colic which is basically he's in discomfort and pain the majority of the night and day so he would just scream the whole day and night and I'm home alone and my mental health is just like deteriorating and I'm feeling isolated and lost and in despair damn it was a really 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 difficult process and when you're in the thick of it, you don't really see how you're going to get through it. And um, yeah, it was it was a really crazy time and it was really hard on our relationship. And, you know, a newborn baby, I didn't have anybody there with me 24-7, like looking after baby so I can go take a shower. And like, it was just wild. Like, I really, really, really understand why they say you need a village to raise a child because um, when you're in a foreign country and you don't have family around you and you're like going through these processes it's like it's hard and I feel very blessed that there was this one beautiful lady of the community Claudette who almost became a mother figure in that time and she would come around most days and and she'd bring us meals and and would help out occasionally when she could but yeah it was just it wasn't enough you know it was just the help was never enough and it was a wild wild time and I'm I'm so grateful to be on the other side of that now um because there were moments in that experience where I just I didn't know if I could pull through like the insomnia like literally no sleep breastfeeding every single hour for (laughs) weeks it was just in same like one of the nights for example um one of the days I had a a clogged breast duct like the milk wasn't flowing out and so the breast becomes engorged um and that can develop into an infection which is called mastitis and it's actually then turns into fever and can get quite serious and I ended up developing the fever and and then I also had food poisoning and I was throwing up so loud I was screaming my breast was clogged and I just couldn't I couldn't get it unclogged and it was just it was pure chaos and that was one of the nights where I was like I don't know how I can pull through this these experiences um but you make it through and it makes you so much stronger than the person you were before to go through such 
intense challenges, you know, sleep deprivation, uh, a nervous system just completely disrupted and all of these life events that feel like everything's tumbling down and this new baby who's just like screaming and crying the whole time, partner not being there, nobody being there and just feeling like, uh, yeah, completely lost. It was such a crazy time. So... I ended up getting so low in my mental health that we had to move again like I think we stayed there for maybe I want to say maybe like a month and a half if that maybe six weeks and then I was like I literally cannot stay here my mental health was too low which was interesting because I'd never developed depression before I was always one of those naive people um who thought that would never happen to me because, you know, I studied psychology and because I was such a optimistic, happy, positive person. But yeah, it really hit me hard. And so um, a very wise friend told me that um, in postpartum depression, it can either be um, like situational, like due to life events and, and feelings such as isolation and all of these different things, or it can be hormonal. And she really felt intuitively that it was situational because I was so unhappy in that home, so far away from everybody and everything and Alex being away. And yeah, I couldn't take a shower and I couldn't cook because Solat constantly needed to be held. And so I realized if we move, even though it would be moving again and he's only six weeks old, it would be the best thing and so we did that and now we moved to where we live now in this beautiful beautiful home in our favorite area we always wanted to live in because we've lived in so many different places in this town this is like the 11th time that we've moved since being here for a year and a half and we really wanted a stable base for so loud and now we live right by an amazing beach and it's just incredible and things definitely shifted when we moved here but there was still definitely the heaviness and the difficult challenges of of raising a little baby who had colic and was in pain all of the time crying all the time and there was nothing you could do to comfort him it was just so wild so I decided I I really needed to focus on my mental health and and try to begin some kind of healing process so what was drawn to my awareness was microdosing mushrooms i'd it was a very like synchronistic occurrence of how this came into my awareness because i've i've done you know beautiful mushroom journeys in the past but i'd never microdosed and i'd heard a couple of mamas mention it Um, because there's many women around me who are giving birth, who have um, given birth before me, you know, we all have babies like a month apart, (laughs) which is really cool, and um, yeah, I I heard that microdosing mushrooms was a really beautiful way to help overcome postpartum depression, and um, I thought, yeah, (laughs) I'm definitely ready to try that, Um, because for me the traditional medical system isn't necessarily something that resonates with my lifestyle like personally obviously everybody has their own choices and decisions but for me that's just it's not the path that I want to take and so I microdosed mushrooms for two months so it was a very 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 small dosage so small that you really couldn't even perceive any effects of the medicine 
and I would take one every other day and well I am absolutely blown away by the transformation of my inner world it was just incredible I feel like my nervous system yeah completely shifted completely calmed down grounded tapped into that space of balance and trust and reassurance and I don't know it was just really beautiful because I would go on beach walks every day with my son and I would see the little shoots of nature that would grow through the sand on these nature trails and I would be amazed and I'd look up at the trees and marvel at the leaves and and just feel so much gratitude to the ocean that was surrounding me you know like and just really rebuilding my connection to nature and and deep deep gratitude and I'm just so grateful to the mushroom medicine that really 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 helped to rebuild my mental health and I felt like I came back to myself again and even though it was still really really hard was so loud um it has been very challenging up until about um a month or so ago because he is a very very active baby and he only just recently started crawling so when he couldn't crawl around he's just frustrated and constantly wants to be bounced constantly wants to be held like does not like to just lay still he cannot lay still he he's a baby that god forgot to put any chill in him which is funny because I don't have any chill in me either. I'm such an active person too. And I don't like to lay around and do nothing either. So, And he's a manifesting generator like myself. So, you know, we're powerhouses. All of our energy comes from within. And we have to outlet it. We have to let it express or we, we go crazy. So I really get it. But uh, yeah, it's been so challenging up until recently. But even though it's been really difficult... Um, yeah, I feel like since microdosing for two months, it just it shifted everything for me. And um, I'm just so grateful. And I just wanted to share that experience in case um, there were any other mamas out there who were struggling with postpartum depression or anxiety and maybe nothing is, is helping them. I don't know. I just wanted to share this experience in case that was something that maybe calls you or resonates with you because yeah it was amazing after two months um I haven't needed to to do it again really and <laughs> when did I do that I think I ended that course I think I ended in June we're in November now so yeah I feel like it really set back the tone which is beautiful and yes the experience of motherhood has been really really wild in in so many different areas of my life I feel like I'm uh, like I said at the beginning I'm a brand new woman now and and developing new ways of expressing myself and channeling all of this creative energy that I still have like into projects but also mainly into my son and I feel like as someone who is multi- passionate and has many different outlets and creative ways that they like to dance in the world I'm feeling that I'm slowly finding my groove again and into channeling that energy and 
finding this balance of, of being able to raise our beautiful son, just us two, while still doing my dharma, while still living out my truth, which is super connected to supporting women. So I was running my women's new moon circle still. I think I did the last one when I was nine months pregnant, ready to pop. There was ecstatic dance at the end and I was like, ooh, like <laughs> I was kind of feeling cramps, almost like contractions like in my belly. So I was like, damn, like it doesn't feel too good to move <laughs> move like this. So I slowed it right down. But yeah, from nine months pregnant, I was still hosting my circles. And then I hosted my first new moon circle back at three months pregnant, at uh, three months postpartum. And since then, I've been doing them. And um, we're back doing our full moon ceremonies for months now. And we were taking our beautiful son originally. And it, it was it was challenging to host ceremony with Solar because he is such an active baby. And then it got to a point where we were like, we can't, we can't actually do this with him anymore. So we had him alone with a very, very trusted friend for the first time recently. And I think he was seven months old. So that was seven months that we were with him the whole time day and night at least one of us you know mainly me and um yeah it's just wild to go that period you know um yeah it's it's crazy like I don't really know how to explain it but um I'm just very grateful now that I'm able to integrate back into um, the things the other things that also really fulfill me and um I feel like in being a mother there's there's so many different approaches and there's so many layers of guilt that can arise um that I feel that many mothers experience like this guilt of like oh if I host this event then I'm gonna have to be away from my son and and should I be doing this should I be also focusing on me and and I think the answer is yes like I'm really what I'm really learning is that as mothers we need to be balanced and and fulfilled and healthy in order to show up to our babies to ourselves to our partners like if we are completed um sorry depleted drained and exhausted and just have nothing left to give how can we then nurture and care for another little being like we really can't we really really have to place the first focus on ourselves you know like the the typical saying like put your oxygen mask on yourself first then your child like on a plane because yeah how can you care for them if you if you no longer have any breath to breathe you know so this is really what I'm learning now and I'm understanding that now because as I do these things again that are fulfilling me and Uh, making me so happy to share my offerings in the world I see that same happiness reflected back in my beautiful son and he's such a beautiful smiley happy giggly baby and everyone comments on that whereas before like when I wasn't able to do these things and I was depleted and a mess like he was also an emotional mess you know you're such you're such mirrors to one another's energy so I'm realizing the importance of maintaining your own well-being first as a mother and I admit that is quite challenging as I mentioned with not having any family around due to the beautiful lifestyle that we live so it is 
yeah it's it's been quite one of our biggest challenges i think being able to rest because day and night you're on 24 7 you know you never you never really stop um but as of lately we're so grateful because as of a few weeks ago we now have a little bit of help three times a week three hours at a time by a beautiful goddess your mighty who comes and she looks after Sola for those three hours and plays with him and they have such an amazing relationship it's so cool Sola's a little Pisces so he's very very sensitive and receptive to the energy around him and if someone's too high in the energy like too big he doesn't like it and it freaks him out so he really likes very soft gentle nurturing energy and she's she just fully embodies that and it took a little while for him to get used to being with her and usually we're there with him as well um, we're still there but it's just nice that we don't have to hold him all the time and that we can get on with other tasks that we have to do so yeah really finding our flow again trusting you know trusting ourselves as new parents and the decisions that need to be made and often they're not easy decisions and and trying to really find who we are again in relation to ourselves and in relation to each my partner and I as nobody talks about this either but when you have a baby your whole freaking world just implodes like it stretches up down inside out twists all around and just leaves you with this raw vulnerable exposed experience i feel like all of your deepest darkest shadows are revealed brought to the surface let out from pandora's box and now you're just face to face with all of your demons and you're like well hello (laughs) i've been hiding from you but here you are and you really have to work through them work with them and acknowledge them and receive the lessons and the blessings and the teachings that they have to offer you and um it's funny one of the things that Alex has said is that wow like I didn't know this side of you existed because one thing that has emerged since um being pregnant actually and giving birth um is sacred rage um and I've never like experienced it sounds like so silly but I really never experienced like anger in my life before um I would always have uh, the trauma response of just um almost shutting down in a way where I just numb out and just would rather just ghost you know ghost someone or have this like coolness to me that I just really truly don't care almost like detaching from the situation rather than feeling it and being angry when you know there is anger is an emotion for a reason and when we have the right to experience it and feel it in in a healthy way in a sacred way and I would never experience that and I feel like that's due to you know some childhood traumas where to me anger was definitely a shadow trait i did not see anger as desirable and so in carl jung's theory of the shadow self what is not desirable you shut down and internalize it becomes your shadow and then maybe that shadow is expressed when you know you might be drinking then it might come out or you know in situations where not quite fully um yeah fully conscious i would say 
you know, if you're taking substances or what whatnot, then the shadow can slip through. Um, so yeah, I guess it was a shadow side, and it was first revealed to me in my ayahuasca experience that I did a couple of years ago now in June, um, when I either would have first just conceived or I would have conceived a few days after that experience, but in the ayahuasca journey, I knew that I was pregnant, and this is where I connected to our son, and so did Alex, and I was, I met him in the full moon, he told me his name was Solar, and Alex became the baby in my womb in that journey, and I was going through a birthing process, and if you listen back to like a few episodes, I share about that experience when I, I was first told that I wasn't pregnant, but I, Mother Ayahuasca was like, she made me Mother Ayahuasca so I could give birth to myself in that journey so that I knew so that I knew on a deep level that I was ready to be a mother, essentially. So yeah, throughout this birthing process, I was interrupted by one of the space holders who said that I was making too much noise because, hey, birth is never a quiet experience. And that's really what I was going through in my journey. And it was a male who interrupted me and I got so pissed. I was so angry. And then this is where that secret rage channeled through me. I turned into the rainbow jaguar. Um, I don't know how you pronounce the name, but I, I think it's Itchel. Itchel. It's like I-X-C-H-E-L is her goddess name. And she's the rainbow jaguar in shamanism. And I didn't know this until many months after, but she's the spiritual midwife who guides new souls to this planet. That is her archetype. And I turned into her in my ayahuasca journey when I was interrupted giving birth essentially to myself by a man. And so I was so angry and I was like hissing and growling like, how dare you like interrupt this secret birthing process how dare you say it's too loud too much and and anyway I wrote I wrote a poem about that experience afterwards maybe I'll share it at the end of the episode um yeah and this was the first time that sacred rage within me unlocked and I feel like ayahuasca helped me to release that shadow side and bring it to the light because Carl Jung says that only when we become uh, we can only become a whole integrated person when we integrate our, our darkness into the light, when we integrate our shadows into our light, you know? So there's no more shame, there's just uh, acceptance, authenticity, vulnerability. Um, and so since then, um, when I was pregnant, the sacred rage would, would make an appearance. <laughs> but more so in my postpartum experience, the sacred rage and anger... Um, came up a lot for me and yeah Alex was like whoa I didn't know this this side of you existed and I was like to be honest neither did I like this is new for me too like you become a completely new woman in the birthing process and not necessarily is all good you know there's some there's some ugliness to it as well like the secret anger and rage and now especially as a breastfeeding woman um my hormones are like you know they're a little crazy <laughs> and my my anger is being able to like flip you know not just at anything but when 
situations happen and frustrations build and it's the same thing over and over again like I lose my shit especially when you throw insomnia into the mix not sleeping and just the stress of having a baby and those little support it's just it's inevitable that it comes out so yes we're finding new ways to kind of swim through these unknown waters and new ways to dance as a couple and it's been really really challenging and difficult on our relationship and yeah there were definitely moments in the new early born days where I didn't know um, if Alex would be able to handle my my mental breakdowns that I was experiencing, but he did. And, um, you know, you throw grief into the mix, him grieving his mother on a deeper level, and, and just so much coming up for us, which is interesting because we truly believe that we are twin flames, and we felt that when we met, and we still believe it. And one thing that they say about twin flame relationships is that it's not easy and things happen fast like we met in person we spent two weeks together fell in deep love after two weeks he left the country because his sister was giving birth we didn't know if we'd ever see each other again four months later we do i come to the island three months later i get pregnant we have a baby you know like it's fast and there's just so much freaking growth that is happening um for our own individual karma our shared karma our karma now with our son and we are just growing every single day like i we never like we never used to argue before this is another thing they don't tell you but, um, you just argue a lot more I think I looked it up and it's like arguments increase by 40% when you have a baby because it's fucking hard it's stressful and we'd never argue about anything before it was so chill like yeah like whatever flows and and now like we we can argue a lot you know but the beautiful thing about that is that it's constantly reminding us to work on our communication i think this has been one of our biggest challenges communication because as a quadruple gemini and um a woman i guess um communication is absolutely key and i want to talk through everything i want if something comes up i want to talk through it get on the same page resolve it make peace whereas my partner doesn't um he doesn't process things the same way you know we all process things differently and for him he's his way of dealing with things is to take a walk in nature alone talk to the trees and then come home forget about it but that just doesn't work for me so we have to find this balance of him having the space he needs and me being able to talk through things to kind of meet in the middle so yeah i'm really proud of us for how much we've grown and how much we're growing every single day and our relationship is just deepening on so many levels even though it's been so hard even though we've had hardly barely any time together as a couple i think we had our first 20 minutes alone together we went to the beach um a couple weeks ago and we're like eight months deep in a couple days you know it's it's wild so yeah i'm just really proud that we are doing this together and that ultimately 
Yeah, through healthy communication, we are able to effectively resolve the many, many, many things that come up and work through our frustrations and our triggers. And and ultimately, it's good when you have conflict because this is where the growth sets in. We grow through our discomfort, you know? Like when things when things were all too easy for us, we were like, life is too easy we want a challenge this was before we knew I was pregnant or we knew I was pregnant but the doctors told me I wasn't that's a whole other story you can listen to on other episodes and so we were living the island life and yeah life was so easy we were like uh we need a challenge this is too life's too good it's too simple like we want to grow we want to challenge ourselves And so we decided to leave the country, book tickets to Ecuador, we booked our flights, we booked a tantra, shamanism, tantra yoga, kundalini, teacher training in Ecuador, and then, and then told our apartment we were going to move out and leave, and then a few weeks later we found out it was confirmed that I was actually pregnant and I was four months in, and then that challenge that we asked for from the universe came forth so really be careful what you ask for people because <laughs> now we're like damn remember when life was just so easy that we were just wanting to be challenged and now we're like life's so hard give us a break <laughs> you know but um yeah there is so much growth taking place and we're just becoming better versions of ourselves every single day and um yeah it's really amazing to witness the the evolution in both of us really and and in our son as well and seeing him grow and transform every single day and all of his new developments is just absolutely amazing like it's so incredible to witness him in his own process and going through working through his own karma and yeah, just being a parent is so wild, you know, there's really nothing that can ever prepare you for it, you can read all of the books that you want, you can watch all of the YouTube videos, like, talk to all of your mama friends, but there is really no preparation for this, people, like, you have to just go in blindly and trust and pray and know that you'll make it through and know that the universe never gives you anything that you can't handle, ultimately, so yeah that's just a little snippet of (laughs) what we've been experiencing and um i'm very happy to say now that i really really enjoy being a mama because honestly in those newborn days like i really hated it i i know that may sound terrible but i never wanted to be a mother in the first place like i never i actively resisted having children my whole life and I was like, no, that's never, never going to happen for me. I just want to travel and be free and like, you know, <laughs> have no responsibilities in that way. And it was a big grieving process for me. And I shared this in other episodes when we knew that I was pregnant because Ayahuasca told us. And then we told our whole community. We told our parents. We told everyone I was pregnant. And then when we went to do the tests and get the scans and everything, they told me I wasn't pregnant. Um, and then I went through a low point in my mental health because I'm like, well, what the hell is wrong with me? Because my my body is responding that I'm pregnant. I feel nauseous. I feel so fatigued. I have like this bloating, have no energy, and there must be something wrong with me. I must be sick. And I just really got so like low because I didn't trust spirit because spirit was sending us so many signs that we were pregnant. 
anyway, doctors were wrong. This is another reason I don't trust the medical system. <laughs> I feel like spirit's just way more powerful. Um, and so, yeah, where was I going with this story? I really don't remember right now. Um, no, it's a blank. It's a blank, but um, yeah, it's just been a wild journey ultimately. And you really just have to, yeah, blindly trust the process I think that's what I'm gonna wrap it up with I know I was going somewhere with that but then I got a little a little lost and sidetracked as my mind sometimes does um especially these days with the sleep deprivation and everything everything flowing through it um but yeah really there's nothing that can prepare you for parenthood so the most important thing is that you trust your own intuition you trust your own deep inner knowing and wisdom that you that you have as a mother that seed is planted within you within your dna um that you just know and you just learn along the way and you just grow and yes we're gonna fuck up and and make mistakes and yes we want to give our children a better upbringing than our parents were able to give us but ultimately the lesson that i'm learning is they our parents were just doing the best they could with the resources resources that they had and now that we as parents are doing the best we can with the resources that we have and yeah it's not going to be a perfect upbringing and of course you don't want to raise your child with any trauma or, or any mistakes or anything like that of course we don't want that for our children but ultimately we have to remember that they are their own souls coming in to have their own human experience and working through their own karma and their own lessons that i feel is already pre pre pre-planned out predestined and we're just almost playing the chess piece playing the role in that karmic unfolding so yeah i feel like as parents we have to be really gentle with ourselves and and gentle in our parenting and gentle with our babies and and just really trusting the the divinity of everything because you know i feel like we always just need to go back and connect the dots like of course i feel like me being really depressed uh when till i was a newborn obviously is not good for him either in his energy but if i wasn't in that state then we wouldn't be living where we are now where we're both so happy and both so close to nature and the beach and our community you know we kind of had to go through that hurdle to get here so it's almost just trusting the unfolding of everything has a purpose everything is is leading you somewhere we don't have to know the reasons we don't have to know the whys but just trusting that process trusting yourself even when it's so hard to do so and um a nice little practice that i offer to um, my clients and sometimes is a little ritual in the moon ceremonies i hold is to write a letter to yourself um as though you know you you're at a say you're at a point in time where you really need support and there's no one around you no one to hold space no one to listen and you just really need loving words right now write a letter to yourself for when you are in those moments when you feel like you're in despair when you need help and to just hear that wisdom come from you is so powerful and and to go back and read that letter when you're in those states is just amazing and just you know i think i write like have the trust like it's all working out like it's all unfolding like and just it settles me back into that remembrance because we can get lost in the 
and the chaos of everything because it is it's a lot of emotions a lot of ups and downs and again i feel like nobody talks about this it's all like oh happy baby on instagram and everything's great and fine but uh really i feel like most mothers you're like falling apart at the seams most of the times um so i think we need to just embrace the messiness of that as well and embrace that this is a part of becoming a new mother and and um just a part of the feminine energy as well that it is chaotic and that's really okay we don't have to be perfect we don't have to have all together we don't have to have a plan um i think the most important thing a baby needs a wise sister also shared with me who's a goddess beautiful mother is our babies just need our milk or if you're not able to provide that milk (laughs) a source of nourishment and love shelter safety that's it that's all they need as i feel like as well there's almost this misconception where it's like to have a baby like my whole life needs to be perfect i need to have all of this stability and everything set up and all of the baby things and the best equipment and yeah that can be nice but ultimately it's not the most important thing you know the most important thing is that are you able to show up for your baby are you able to show up for yourself are you able to give them love and a safe shelter and you know like i don't know sometimes i would like stress about money because i wasn't able to work when i was um you know mainly looking after our son and my partner's like look around you we live in the dominican republic like there's so many families here who literally have next to nothing and they have many babies and many children and they're all playing in the streets and they're so happy and he's like you think we need all these things he's like look we got a shelter we got food in the fridge like we're good we're we're so good and it's just almost that reminder like yeah you're right like you think you need all these fancy things and the best baby toys and equipment and all of it you just really don't and you end up not using most of the things that you think you need so yeah i think yeah there's nothing that you need other than your own breasts or your own source of milk or food to provide your baby with a safe home your warm loving arms and yeah so much love that's it (laughs) the end (laughs) um and a support system of course is is crucial because i really didn't i didn't have that around me i think if we were to do it again if we were to have another baby that is not at all on the cards i'm gonna put it out there i'm like well i need a whole support team around me (laughs) i need like i need someone living with me cooking for us like yeah you really really need that in the in the in the new days and even these days it would be very nice (laughs) but anyway um yeah i just wanted to share share those experiences with you really as little bits of little nuggets of insights that uh i've been learning and, and experiencing along this journey and um yeah ultimately i'm feeling very very cold to to work with women to work with new new mamas mothers new mamas in particular who are who are going through these processes and i feel so called to like create some kind of community connection where we can support each other 
I do offer goddess mentoring, one-on-one women's mentoring, but I'm definitely feeling called to creating a new offering for new mamas. So that is in the mix and the magic of creation that is brewing inside of my witchy womb space at the moment. And yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to unfold right now. Um, But I feel it. I feel it there gestating in that sacred womb space. So I'm just speaking out the words to see to see what creation has to bring forth into my reality because I feel like yes my main dharma is is working with women and supporting the divine feminine energy through embracing sacred sisterhood and I'm so excited to be running a retreat a day retreat next week with a beautiful sister Andrea a divine feminine day retreat where we will be yeah embracing the feminine energy through many modalities such as art and creativity and art therapy healing beautiful nourishing hot opening cacao ecstatic dance sacred rituals conscious lunch and more all of those yummy things that we love but yeah i'm also feeling super pulled to working with new mothers so yeah i'm excited on how that will will show up in my life how that will manifest i'm learning a little bit more about human design lately and how as a manifesting generator you have to feel it in your sacral which i do and then allow the universe to respond in signs so if i yeah come across signs that support this vision that's like the affirmation okay go for it and yeah i see the signs trickling in so i'm very very excited so i just wanted to share that and um yeah what else what else is happening in this world of mine um yeah i think that's it i think i'm i'm embracing the season of slowing down as we are entering into high season in the dominican it's a very seasonal place cabarete as a lot of people come here, it's a beautiful little holistic hippie surf town. Um, and in the winter time, where it cools down a little, hallelujah, it's still hot. Um, this is the busiest time, but my partner is taking a lot, a lot more working clients at the moment. So that means that one of us has to slow down and be there uh, more for our son. So I'm now slipping into that role, and usually I would resist that role. I always said if I ever have kids or if I ever have to have kids and I want to be the provider and the one who works and I want the man to stay at home and uh raise the babies <laughs> that was my vision because I, I think I have so much masculine energy but um I think a part of my karma and the reason that I resisted having children so much and that's what I really wanted is maybe because I've lived that so many times and the the most healing for my karma in this life I feel is actually to surrender into the role of like motherhood and being okay with slowing down and dropping into that soft yin energy and and spending time with my baby and not feeling like I have to be productive in other projects because really like the amount of time I get to spend on my creative projects is so so minimal I'm so small I really don't know how I'm like spouting out all of these workshops and retreats with such little time that I have but I'm doing it and I really I must say I really impress myself (laughs) but um yeah I, I am embracing that that slower pace of life that is 
is important too in the season of new motherhood for sure but um yeah I really hope that you enjoy this episode I know there was many different things sprinkled throughout and I feel like this podcast is such an important part of my creative outlet um especially again as quadruple Gemini I love to talk I love to share wisdom Sagittarius moon I love to get philosophical and and share my teachings and also ask other people beautiful deep meaningful questions who inspire me I'd love to get my interviews back on track beautiful beautiful sister witch goddess of mine Ellie Elisa is back is on the island we hadn't we'd been apart for like three four years or something and my first ever episode was with with was with Ellie and her whole life has transformed since that first episode we recorded a second episode when I would have been early pregnant but was told I wasn't pregnant um and she's physically on this island now and I cannot believe it I'm so happy um to be reunited with Ellie and I really want to do a a third interview with her since so much has changed since so that's in the works and yeah I think Alex my partner is supporting me and being able to record this episode right now as usually I take our son on our morning um, beach walk so he can nap and Alex is taking him out so I can record this episode so this is definitely um, a creative habit that I would love to integrate more with that being said as being a mother there's (laughs) no guarantees and it could be again several months till the next episode but I'm hoping that that will not be the case so yeah I thank you so much for tuning in from the bottom of my heart and uh, if you are a new mama and if you would be interested in connecting with other new mamas from around the world and having a little global intimate support system with one another and and some mentoring um, with myself let me know send me a little message and we'll see what is co-created with the universe so thank you for listening i'm going to read you the poem now if i find it in my phone notes that i wrote when i was on ayahuasca and when i was interrupted in my birthing process i hope you enjoy tail darting tongue hissing teeth bed wondering how you dare to cross the wild feminine in her birthing process you may think you know what is best just like the way you know how we should be dressed well i'm sorry i don't abide to your preferences or the societal rules of how we should maintain our body hair it would be an understatement to say that i don't care for i know my truth even without your masculine proof for the logical brain is deemed insane in the realm of the great mother so please go to bother another do not even try to suppress my cries for i am releasing the wails of the collective feminine which all deeply lies at the center of my womb My screams are for all those who have suffered, all of those who have had to live life undercover, all of those who have had to hide their gifts as a low vibrational masculine insists that any woman with magic is deemed a witch. A witch to be beaten and burned when our whole lifetimes we have yearned to be in service of healing great Mother Earth. From the poisonous egos who have not respected her but burned her forests and murdered her children for profits. Well, not even the prophets could have predicted something so catastrophic. 
my screams were for all of those who have ever been wounded yet for you my pain was too much something to quiet down and hush no these tears cannot be rushed for each drop is purifying old scars formed from the deep collective cuts to all of my sisters, I only encourage resistance to any masculine essence who attempts to dampen your wild feminine expression. Know that you are worthy in all of your wild states. Know that you are strong in all of your potent powers. Know that you are enough. Know that you can never be too much for any man who is living from his divine masculine. Every loving queen deserves a devotional king, so let it be one who bows down in mutual respect, in reverence, and in awe of the divine feminine core he bear witness and soar as he passed through his mother's portal, entering this life from spirit to mere mortal. So let not any man disturb the mother's instinct to scream through purge when healing the collective, when bearing down and birthing her babe, sacrificing her own self into her own flames, to become a woman reborn, her pain never in vain.